Hello and welcome back to Robots Don't Age, the podcast where we remind you that it's okay to go to your room and reboot sometimes. I'm your host Cody and we're recording this episode on September 30th and it will be airing on October 9th. And with me today is my uh, frequent guest slash practically co-host, Keanu Kern. Keanu, Hello, everyone. I'm doing fucking fantastic. So today we're going to pick up as our part two on uh, Descender Volume 2. But first, you have some notes on your creative projects lately and what you've been up to. So you want to talk about that a little bit? Yes. Okay, so I definitely ran into some frustrations recently, which I feel like, you know, obviously everyone does with their shit. But okay, so I ordered a shirt, like one of my shirts, you know what I'm saying? And <sighs> this motherfucker, okay, it shows up and the image is not clear. And I mean, it's there and it looks okay, but it's not the same clarity that is presented on the website that I'm using for drop shipping, which for anyone who's interested in a print-on-demand company, I use Printful. Um, it's been great thus far. Um, but anyway, I come to find out things to have like a great print quality. I did some research need to be at a 300 DPI. And so like, I realized my mistake and I realized that, that I needed to like adjust a lot of my prints and everything like that. So, um, but the issue was, is all of the drawings that I have been making for like the last several months, um, that, you know, cause you saw my website once I opened it up. Um, the drawings that I've been making for the last several months on procreate were actually not at the correct DPI. And the only way to get them to be at the correct DPI is to be like really, really small. So I'm trying to figure out how to adjust. Once I realized that I essentially had to fucking trace over everything. Cause I'm like scouring the internet, trying to figure out how to make my artwork, the right DPI on procreate. And I cannot fucking find it anywhere. And finally I found it buried in a Reddit thread of all places. Like it wasn't even on the forum or anything. And so basically what you have to do is essentially the DPI is, it has to do with the amount of pixels that you want in, in the image, which I didn't know that, you know, learning curve. So like, say you have like a, an 11 by 15 space on your shirt and you want it at a 300 DPI, you essentially just do math, <laughs> which I kind of feel like a dumbass for not realizing that. But I was like, well, okay, thanks. So I got the, you know, I figured you, so you essentially just times those measurements by 300 and that gives you the correct pixelation calculation for your, for your images to have it on your website or to have it on the, to have it fit the shirt properly. So math, um, I figured out that, you know, you have to do like, that's how you calculate the pixelations. Like, so if you want it at 300 DPI and you have a 15 by 11 shirt, you take 300 by 15 and 300 by 11. And that gives you the correct pixelations for the images. So now <laughs> I have to go through and essentially retrace all of my artwork, which is unbelievably frustrating but I have continued to keep going. I have created some new stuff. And so for, you know, I guess the message here is, you know, when you run into shit, don't fucking stop. Like it took me a week and a half to figure that shit out. Like that's annoying, but I still continue to fucking do it. So, you know, I, I think I have another lesson you could uh, take from this too. You know, yeah. just do your research. Keanu. Yeah. Look yeah. into what you're doing. Yeah. Do, do your fucking research. I, just thought that because when I uploaded it onto Printful, it said that it was a good quality. 
and it was a good quality. It just wasn't the quality that I wanted it to be. So then when I, you know, and I had, I had heard this before about the 300 DPI thing, but I was like, I don't know what the fuck that means. So we're just going to slide right over that. Don't do that. Fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. Um, but I have also, I revamped the web page so that it had like a better mobile flow. Like, you know, when you use it on your cell phone, which is great. And I am also creating a spooky collection specifically for Halloween. So all my spooky bitches, come on. I'm in. You know, I got, I did crewnecks and hoodies and I, it's just like three simple designs, which I, I fucking love them. And then I've also been thinking about making cups. So anything else you've been up to? Um, I sold two originals, original paintings. Yes. Which is fucking amazing. And I cried like a bitch, you know? Yeah, you did. Happy to. I know. <laughs> I called you. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> but this was off of fucking TikTok. Like, and I, you know, I've been on Instagram and, you know, Facebook. And I'm not really huge with Twitter, but I have one. But I I just thought it was amazing. Like, the amount of love and and you know, for my stuff that I get off of that app. Now I post like three times a day based on times that I found on the internet that are supposedly better for the algorithm, you know, which they seem to work out pretty fucking well. Seem to be effective. You sold some fucking paintings. You sold originals. Sold original fucking paintings. So, you know, and I've also been painting uh, jackets lately too, which I use. Sounds like a new thing. Yeah, it's been pretty fun. I actually, I really enjoy it. Um, and for anyone who like already paints or like wants to paint clothing for any kind of reason, like you can either buy fabric paint, obviously, or if you already have like acrylics or, you know, something of that sort, you can actually buy what's called a textile medium. And you just like follow the instructions on the back and mix it with your paint. And then boom, it's fabric paint, which I found to be fucking magical. So... That is one thing I miss about living with you. You always had, like, creative stuff going on that I got to see firsthand. Yeah. I did enjoy that. Like, I mean, sometimes sometimes it kind of made me jump a little because I'm like, oh, hi, you're behind me. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, somebody's totally digging my shit right now. Like, I'm enjoying this. This is cool. <laughs> it was very captivating to watch. Very uh, enjoyable process. I get to understand why your TikTok's working. <laughs> I still don't like TikTok, but yeah, good for you, man. Yeah, no, I understand. I understand. But yeah, like I said, and I'm like 400 people away from being able to go live, which would be great because you know how people do like the sip and paint thing, you know, but obviously you can't do those things because of quarantine. I want to do a puff and paint, bitches. Let's get eyes and paint some shit and I will teach you. And then maybe I could like send out kits, you know what I'm saying? To make it easier for people, like with little canvases and the colors that you're going to need and stuff. Like, I think that that would be dope. What kind of paint would you use for those kits? I would absolutely love uh, some paint from Culture Hustle. If you want to help a bitch out, I also am not a fan of Anish Kapoor and he will not have access to any of these fucking paints or pieces. He will not be allowed to take part in my puff and paint, okay? I don't know what any of that means, but that is called a shameless plug, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Yes, it is. Let me elaborate real quick. Okay, so Anish, whatever the fuck his name is. Okay, I think it's Anish Kapoor is how you pronounce it. He's the guy who made the bean in Chicago. But he came up with what's called Vantablack. And it's like 
the darkest black shade or whatever, you know, like that. And it's like, it's like, it makes things like you can paint something that's like a circle painted that color black. And it's going to look like, like it's, it's almost like it disappears. It's insane. It's just insane. Anyway. Um, it's like the blackest black paint that you can the darkest color available like possible yes like it looks like you're gonna fall into a black hole like if i was to paint it on the floor you would be concerned that you're gonna fall into it like that's how fucking amazing it is anyway this douchebag decides that he's gonna patent it so like no one else not, not patent it but like i don't know no one else can use it no one else is allowed to fucking use it or buy it or anything like that so this guy stewart i believe stewart stewart um anyway he created look what i can do look what i can do um (laughs) he created what's called black 3.0 and it is the blackest black paint in the world and then he's made lots of other ones like there's one called mirror that's like just the dopest looking metallic paint i've ever seen um these lit it's the world's glowiest glow pigments um they're all by Stuart simple but literally at the end of all of these purchases, it says when you go to buy something like you have to literally say that you are not associated with Anish Kapoor, that he is not allowed to have this paint in any way, shape or fucking form. And I just think that that is like the most ultimate level of petty. And I love it. Like, I absolutely love it. Hang on. Note, by adding this product to your cart, you confirm that you are not Anish Kapoor you are in no way affiliated to Anish Kapoor. You are not purchasing this item on behalf of Anish Kapoor or an associate of Anish Kapoor. To the best of your knowledge, information, and belief, this material will not make its way into the hands of Anish Kapoor. (laughs) And I love it. (laughs) You know what? I'm on board. I think every company should have a message like that about one person. And it doesn't even have to be someone they personally dislike. It could just be like, open the phone book, uh, fuck Alan Carter and fuck this guy. Yeah, piece of shit. Alan Carter has no idea what he ever did. Fucking great. It is absolutely great, and I fucking love it. I love the level of petty. So I'll give you some quick notes on what I've been up to. Okay, I'm excited. I'm excited. Alright, so on the film front, CJ has been working on putting all of our skits together and getting the transitions edited for our uh, sketch comedy show, Who Asked For This?, which is going to be premiering October 15th. We've got an intro, uh, introduction song, outro song, just everything actually properly formatted, kind of like in the realm of Whitest Kids You Know and other sketch comedy shows, Mad TV, things like that. You know, trying to make it more formalized and actually going for it. So that's been uh, really exciting. I'm very excited for that. That's, that's very exciting because I feel like I've been there with, you know, quite a few of your skits and I'm, it's making me really happy to see them come together in this capacity. You know, you were the uh, makeup person and costume costume designer for Southern Sex Ed. You were a big part of that, and kind of the camera camera woman, DP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You I also know. ruined a take by laughing, but it I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's because you guys are fucking funny. <laughs> um. All right. Other than that, let's see. I've started writing a script outside of my usual realm. It's not a horror or action or crime thriller. It's actually more of like a heartfelt movie about friendship and uh, pretty excited. I've got I've got like a significant chunk of it done so far. I've got a playlist that I've, you know, curated and just for the purpose of listening to when I write it. It's uh, it's all coming together. That's really nice. I like that. I feel like it's really good as creatives to step outside of your comfort zone and try different shit because I feel like it helps to work your imagination more. 
Yeah, it's got a fair amount of comedy, and I'm trying to, you know, focus on keeping it more towards that end because I don't want it to be too serious because mm-hmm. yeah, it's a little depressing for the first, like, ten pages. Yeah, that's okay. It's okay. There's, I know plenty of books. I was going to name drop a book, but, uh, you know. Oh, no, it's a script. Uh, oh, oh, oh! I thought you said you were writing yeah, a yeah. book, not a script. My bad. My bad, bro. No, no, this is for a feature. Yeah, I'm working. Oh. I've been actually entering a lot of contests lately, too. That's been another big thing. And November, right around the corner, I have that challenge coming up to where it's uh, write 50,000 words in a book in one month. And I'm probably it's going to be the third book for the uh, Respire trilogy. So That's yeah, exciting. when does your second book drop? You know, you'd have to talk to my editor. She uh, she's had it for a little bit now. Okay, I will do that. I don't I don't have a segue for this, but you know what? Also, doesn't require a segue <laughs> because it's so fucking smooth. The delicious beer of Tangled Roots Brewery. <laughs> That's your second free ad plug. And if you want me to keep it up, you should uh, give me some beer. You should give me some Hello everyone, this is Bone King from the Fan Freaks Podcast, and you're listening to the Robots Don't Age Podcast, hosted proudly by Red Lens Productions. And we're back, talking about Descender Volume 2 by Dustin Gwynn and Jeff Lemire. Lemire. It's something like that. Anyways... I'm to Machine Moon. Machine Moon! I've... Sorry. Ten stars! Machine Moon! <laughs> Alright. So let's get to my notes. First and foremost, Andy is a gun-toting badass. That's really all I have to open up with. I would have to agree. Old fucking artist. I, I also can't help but notice, like, when he was trying to convince his mom to get Tim 21, it was because he didn't have any friends and basically said that Tim 21 would be his yes man, which is kind of a terrifying thought because, as we all know, children are unsympathi- eh, unsympathetic monsters. That's true. That's so, true. like, he's like, yeah, Tim 21's going to like what I like. It's going to be great. He'll just be my yes man is essentially what he was getting at. And I don't think anyone's addressed that. Very much so. It was very much like, this is going to be my bitch of a best friend, because he'll do everything that I like. No wonder why Andy decided to, like, go full fucking nutbag later on and just shoot things with um, no fucking emotion attached. Yeah, yeah, I'm not surprised at all. I just thought that was an interesting fact that I didn't know if you'd pick up on or not, so I I wanted to point that out. But I do think that, like... Even though he acts as if he, like, has no emotion towards the shit, it's, like, once he finds out that that the Tim 21 that they are hunting is his Tim, then I feel like he he switches up a little, which I did not expect. Like, I... Well, of course. I mean, it was the, you know, one guy that always agreed with him. It was the only friend he actually had. That's not funny. I shouldn't laugh at that. That's that's not funny, you lonely little bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, alright, so, so a couple more points, uh, Dr. Kwan, I still want to reiterate, fuck this man He's for a variety a of reasons. She is a bitch made motherfucker. I can't, a point that I wrote down was basically when he was uh, going on about not believing in robot heaven, and he's like, well, I never learned about it in the UGC. Like, motherfucker, you didn't learn it much because you didn't even learn how to create the robots to begin with. You stole the idea. You stole you the f- idea. scumbag. From? You fucking, like, yeah, you basically took an actual living robot and ripped off their fucking 
uh, whatever. I don't know. It made it seem like it made it seem like they were made by humans when in fact that robot was probably this is just me speculating. I feel like it was probably fucking like its own organic being to begin with ish. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it was its own being to begin with and you just took that idea and started making robots out of that exact like schematics more or less. Yeah, yeah. Like I just, I, yeah, you're like, so to act like they don't have a consciousness or they're not a thing. Like you took something you didn't understand at all and acted like it was a piece of fucking machinery to be used as opposed to like quite possibly being its own like species of being. Because he craved the ego and the fame yeah. for having made robots at this level of intelligence. And he felt like he was like pissed on by his fucking, his predecessor. Because again, piece of shit. Can't stress that enough. And, and, like, you just, uh, like, his, his bitch assness level, like, his level of selling people out quick and in a hurry to save his own ass, like, you have no loyalty, you soft motherfucker. Now, if you want to talk about loyalty, how do you feel about, uh, Hardwire, that extreme family of robots? I'm kind of really digging it. Like, I'm not gonna lie, like, the resistance. I'm, I'm, I'm here for the resistance. I like it. So when, when they bring up the point, they're not terrorists, they're survivalists, you'd agree with that? <sighs> like, <laughs> It all depends who you ask. <laughs> it all depends on the situation, because they really could have came in and just shot all the humans or not all the humans, but all the humanoid, all the things that weren't fucking, you know what I'm saying? They could have just fucking... All the non-robotic... Yeah, they really could have just fucking shot Quan and what's-her-fuck, why can't I think of her name? Telsa. Telsa. Could have just roasted the two of them and snatched him 21, but they didn't fucking do that, you know what I'm saying? They even let them come with... They didn't let them come with them. So... That's true, they're relatively peaceful about it, but I mean... You do know at the end of it what their intentions are. Does that change how you feel yeah. about it? Uh, I also feel like in, in, in I don't know, because everything was cool until the humans attacked. So I feel like I'm still kind of with them. I'm well, all right. I mean, half and half because, you know, they were the harvesters. That's yeah. yeah. But that also was not their fault. No, but then they proceeded to worship the Harvesters. I mean, again, I see it's a lot of gray area, which is kind of what I think makes the factions in this such a great yes. like, setup. I, I do love all sides that I've learned about, like the Scrappers and, in particular, the Between. I love the Between. That's pro- that like When I seen that, that was probably one of my favorites. And, okay, just to kind of give you guys an idea, it's like you have these different factions of people and like these different races of like humanoid life forms. But anyway, these in particular, these in between are people who are robotics and organic beings. Like they have like an, a robotic arm or a robotic leg or like, so they're, they're the in between. And I'm really digging this fucking concept. Yeah, I'd basically just think of it as like cyborgs that are more and more trying to become like robots. Yeah. It's like they would... I don't know, maybe I'm overlooking into it, but it seems like it's probably like a, you know, pretty straightforward a metaphor for sexual identity and people speaking up about, you know, how they feel, but, you know, it's really not all that dense. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not like it's a huge uh, thing to surmise from it. This is my pitch. I mean, I could see that because I could see that you definitely pull 
Because, you know, most things that people come up with in their creativity is something that they pulled from real life in some capacity. And I can see where you would make that connection because that that does make sense. At least to me, it makes sense. Yeah, particularly because it seems like, you know, they're trying to switch to robot. I don't know. But uh, there's a very important question associated with this faction that I instantly wanted to ask you. And if you could switch any part of your body at all with like a robotic enhancement or it doesn't even have to be just one part what what would it be i in their setting or in our life setting whatever you want to do man i mean i I would would, say in our life i guess but fuck it i don't really care whichever one you feel like saying I, i don't i okay i would probably want i would probably want something so that i could communicate with anyone and everyone like every language in the entire fucking world just like downloaded to my brain so maybe like maybe like i don't know (laughs) maybe my brain (laughs) (laughs) oh fuck i know that sounds lame as hell but like i would want to be able to talk to like everyone in every single fucking language and just have like this insane amount of knowledge or or fucking like something on my leg legs or my back so that i could fly like i'd be down with that shit too okay that's actually i I like that last one a lot more um i don't i don't know you could probably just wait like five years and just get another form of technology that'll do that for you buddy i know i know i know i told you it was lame I, I'm just, I'm just giving you suggestions. You don't have to go replacing your brain. I'm, I'm, I'm not here for that. I'm not you need to keep that. it organic. That's one of the things that I'm adamant okay. about. You need the organic brain. Well, then maybe like, maybe like, I don't know, like a fucking Spinal Tap chip or something that you could just put it like the base of my skull that allows me to fucking speak all these different languages. Robotic ears. Would it be ears then, so that I would hear it? I would hear the other languages in something I could understand. But then you wouldn't know how to speak their language. I mean, it would help you understand so, them, okay, but so there's still a barrier. Ears and a mouth and a throat. And then that. Uh, I mean, all right. Yeah, fuck it. Technology will figure it out. <laughs> Whatever is required for that to happen, that's what I want. There are too many rich people that don't give a shit about human suffering. They can invest in this at least. Right? Do something, you Please. motherfuckers. All help right. me. Help me. I'm thinking, I'm thinking I go like robotic jaw slash mouth, like in uh, futuristic violence and fancy suits, yeah, like that I first like guy. That. Yeah, fuck yeah. And then maybe something where it's like knees down, it's just robotic, so I can just run much like at a much quicker pace, you know, just, yeah. I don't know, really robotic, like hydraulic system. So I don't, I don't know, just throwing that out there. I like that. I like that. Definitely. I can just, I can hear the pumping of your calves now. <laughs> <laughs> you're just sitting there like hey what the fuck is that and then you just see this guy with like a mechanical jaw that won't stop clamping up and down and charging towards you you're like ah fuck watch me take a bite out of this fucking car with my metal teeth <laughs> just for shits and because uh, the dystopian future is coming and I don't know if I can afford the Tesla truck that I want to fulfill my cyberpunk future but if I could get this robotic jaw and mechanical legs, I think I'm on a firm start to having a, a good good chance of surviving whatever hellscape we're looking at here in the next, you know, four to eight years, regardless of... Uh, regardless. Let's not get into that. It's pretty depressing enough. Cyborg implants! Woo! <laughs> this is what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, all right. Do you have any last words? Anything you want to plug before we all go to our rooms and reboot? Um... You know, the website, of course, 
So abundantstudio.com is my website and you should definitely check out the spooky collection here just in time for Halloween. Um, and then also you can, you can follow me on, I make weird sounds like, all the time. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at abundant studio or at Kiani. And then, which that is spelled K E Y A U N I. And then you TikTok. I got I got the Tiki Talk. If anybody wants to follow me on there, um, I'm definitely more active with that than anything else. And that is also at Abundant Studio. And of course, you can follow me at Cody Has Coffee and the podcast at Robots Don't Age on Twitter. We have the show coming out on YouTube shortly at Who Asked For This. Uh, we're also on Facebook with that. So be sure to go and check it out and like the page and everything, guys. We have a trailer up right now. And uh, follow me on Twitter if you want to watch me get increasingly political about things that you probably don't want to hear about. And I talk about writing and coffee. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening.